Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. And now on, on the phone with us, we have... Uh, uh, Chief for, of Departments. Chief of Department, uh, Kenneth uh, Corey. And today is his retirement day. I understand there's a retirement party for you at 6 o'clock? Hey, John, thank you. Actually, I'm, I'm here for another week. I, I don't retire until the 30th. Okay, but, okay. Uh, so I'll be around for the big parade on Thursday. That's wonderful. Now, tell us, six, uh, 34 years in the police department, you rose to the highest rank of uh, uh, any officer um, and uh, you've had almost every rank uh, all the way up, haven't you? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty he, much. Yeah. He joined the department as a police cadet in 1988. <laughs> yeah, Chief, in a very it's different city. It was in 1988. Right? Chief, it's different a, city. It's Judge Richard Weinberg. I want to congratulate you on the great work you did in the department, and we wish you well in the future. I myself am very troubled about the future of uh, of this city and what's going on. I talk to uh, police officers, I talk to DAs, I talk to my fellow judges. I have to tell you, they're very fearful about the future of this city because we're not backing the men and women in blue. We're not giving the judges discretion to hold in dangerous criminals. Prosecutors aren't able to, to prosecute because of political correctness, the DA's office. What's your take, given your overall experience? Well, listen, I think that the men and women of the New York City Police Department do an incredible job every day, and I think that Looking at the data, I think right now they're probably working harder than they've ever worked before and also smarter than they ever have before. You know, if you look at the number of arrests that they make for those major felony crimes, um, you know, they're up almost 27 percent this year over last year. And as a matter of fact, they're at a 21 year high. So the last time we made this many major arrests, 2001, um, although then we have to keep in mind that back in 2001, we had 15,000 more of these crimes that took place than we do today. And we had about 9,000 more police officers out there as well. Right. So fewer police officers with less crime, still making more of the arrests for that crime, catching more of the persons responsible than ever before. But, but the um, problem to the points that you hit. Yeah. about Right. So, you know, listen, to my mind. A simple tweak of the law, give judges the discretion to hold dangerous offenders, and crime in New York plummets. It doesn't come down gradually. We know who drives crime in New York City, and we continue to arrest them over and over and over again. You put those people in jail, crime will drop. Chief, this is Pete King. First of all, thank you for your years of service. Uh, Do you see the police being authorized in the future, uh, maybe different DAs, I don't know, to start uh, enforcing quality of life crimes? which uh, t- to me has a really a damaging effect on the morale of the city and in many ways cops' hands are tied. Uh, Congressman, how are you? Thank you. So we, we went back to um, a version of quality of life enforcement. We started it back in the spring, and we've been ramping it up as we go. So the officers have begun addressing that. But listen, remember, we didn't do that for quite a number of years in New York City. So we have an, an entire generation of police officers really – that we've hired, probably a third of the department, which is going to make up the bulk of the officers that are out there on patrol that have never engaged in that type of policing before. 
So they need to be taught how to do it, which we've done, and now they need to get comfortable doing it. They need to know that the uh, you know that their elected officials, that their supervisors and their elected officials stand behind them. They certainly know that I stand behind them, that the commissioner stands behind them, and that the mayor stands behind them. Um, so they are getting more and more comfortable doing it, and, and we see those incidents um, continuing to increase week after week. But it's going to take time. We didn't get to the position that we're in overnight, and there's no easy fix for it. And how is well, police? Well, Go ahead. No, I was going to ask. I mean, one of the biggest frustrations uh, in the inner city here in Manhattan is uh, people committing crimes, and uh, uh, some of the the uh, uh, precinct police officers don't want to do anything about it because they were told by somebody not to arrest anybody. On 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 the uh, on which cases? Unlike misdemeanors, because there's really no point. They cut them loose before they can finish the paperwork. Yeah, I don't think anybody's given them that direction. I think that may be something that they're feeling on their own, their mm. own frustration. And that's listen, that's very valid. We've had you know multiple examples where officers make an arrest, they issue a desk appearance ticket, which is what the law currently requires, and then while still while they're still there doing the paperwork, a different team of officers is walking that same person back into the same station house in handcuffs for a new crime. I mean, you know, you can imagine that that's frustrating and demoralizing at the same time. Uh, well, you guys did a fantastic job stopping the Jewish synagogue attack, uh, Chief Corey. Can you tell us how the police were able to do that? I mean, this was a real threat. These guys were really armed, and they were intent on possibly doing killing people at Jewish at synagogues all throughout the city. Yes, yeah, so thank you very much. Listen, our, our our officers, our detectives, working collaboratively with our partners, you know, federal, uh, state, and local, all coming together on this. You know, listen, a, a uh, information is received that an individual has some really troubling social media posts. Those posts are escalating in both um, violence and timeline. So, you know, one of the posts, for example, saying, you know, big moves happening Friday, you know, alluding to this past Friday. So officers able to identify who that person is or investigators, I should say, you know, with our joint terrorist task force able to invest, identify who that person is, um, identify that he boarded a Long Island Railroad train bound for New York City, getting a photograph. We're able to quickly get that information and this photograph out to all 35,000 NYPD officers via, uh, via their department-issued smartphone. And we do that by means of, a, of an app that we have on here that delivers a critical alert so basically, the phone is going to annoy them until they look at that alert, right? You can't just silence it. You actually have to read it. So now we know every officer has seen that photo, understands the threat, is looking for this individual. Um, during the investigation, we come to find out that that individual met up with a second person. Um, and then those two, you know, in addition to distributing the information to our own officers, we also distribute it to all of our partners. So Port Authority Police, MTA Police federal state agencies and two sharp-eyed MTA police officers at Penn Station see these two individuals entering Penn Station. They're able to stop them and quickly apprehend them. Chief, we're getting a signal here for, for hard break, but let me thank you. We have everyone here, especially the owner, John Casperides, for your years of service. It's really been a privilege to know you, and thank you for what you've done for all the people of New York, and good luck in your future. Thank you so Thanks. much, and, and we'll have you on again when we have more time. Thanks very much. Have a great night. Great night. Happy Thanksgiving. And, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.